Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the importance of making disciples. What's that look like and how do we go about it? Mark, are you ready for this conversation? Let's go fishing for men. Let's go. Let's go fishing for men, boys. We Let's are go fishers fishing. for men, fishers for men, fishers for men. Oh, sorry. I don't know. What's the actual song that goes with that melody? Though? I have no idea, but it sounded good. <laughs> and you grow, grow, grow. Yeah, that's and you it. Grow, grow. Read your Bible, pray uh, every day. Pray every day. Hey, pray, pray every, every day. day. Hot dab. Oh. <laughs> Either way, welcome back, Fuller. Wow. What's up, buddy? How Dude, you doing? Dude, good. So last week's conversation, your boy took over the entire beginning. Oh, the computer's trying to do a software. Oh, they cancel no, it. Cancel stop. it. Cancel Don't it. do it. YouTube doesn't want to die. Oh, cancel. Oh, oh good. Okay. Oh, no software. That was close. But last week, your boy took over the entire beginning of the podcast. But you know what? That's okay because we it's been so long it for has us. Been. So, that, it was nice to hear what's going on I want to hear what's going on in the fuller world, man. You know, not a whole lot. Just really? living life and just work and church and, and Getty Music Festival, <laughs> July 22nd and 23rd. <laughs> Your boys from ITC are going to be there having real conversations. And actually, if you're around and you come, you could be a part of the recorded conversation. I love it. And I want to say, we we opened up a bunch of boxes before we recorded. Oh, yeah. You've been busy. I, dude, I've getting been... Getting ready for this thing. I've been administrating the crap out of it. <laughs> Basically, I mean, we, we or, what have we ordered so far? We had to order a big old tent. So I got the tent, the lights for the tent, uh, two banners. We've got a couple uh, yards. Well, they're not like yards. They're like little tiny mini billboards, but they're like 18 by 24 inches. So, it's oh, oh like, yeah, like they're 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 the, like legit corrugated plastic. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep, and then yep, we yep, got yep, a yep, bunch yep. of Bibles, stickers, swag bags. Dude, you got some cool Bibles over here. I've got some designed special and Getty coffee mugs Ooh. that you and I will be drinking out of the coffee mug. Yes, and guess what? There's a giveaway for one special coffee mug of the RTC and Getty. And so the only way they can get this giveaway is if they show up to the Engedi Festival, They right? have to show up to the Engedi, which is in Leonidas, Michigan, right. south, Southwest Michigan. So if you're in Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, and you want to make a trip to an amazing musical. Hang we, out with us. We got some really cool, like there's some cool artists going to be at, like I Am Day is going to be there. I'm excited about. Jordan Felice is going to be there. Which he was, uh, he was, chosen. he was the boy on the chosen, right? When he did the, yes, the Christmas special, the Christmas special. Christmas yeah. special. Yeah. yeah. So 
yeah, so there's some good artists. There's going to be some good food. We are getting set up right by the food trucks. So we're, we're going to be smelling and be that like, boy, happy, mm. huh? Oh, that, <laughs> that guy, guy happy. All right, so, but I'm looking at all the stuff we have over there. So tell me, what, there's like a big box of like study Bibles over here. So what's that about? You know, your boys over here want to make sure that you got the wood, right? So the wood, uh, the word, the word. <laughs> Word of the day. Word of the day. So if you are in need, right? And this isn't just like a, hey, I've got 10 Bibles and I want another one because I don't have a CSB. But this is like, hey, I don't have a Bible and I really need a Bible. Or, hey, I know somebody who doesn't have a Bible, a brand new Christian that needs a Bible. Reach out to us. Yep. And we will get a Bible sent to you. Now, we have a limited supply. So, again, if you have it or if you have the means and the funds to get your own, we always encourage that. And you can get those at csbible.com. And they got some cheap ones because you actually ordered a bunch of these little mini compact ones for like, what, five bucks a piece? So, the compact ones I want to say I got for $3.99. Now, they're not study Bibles. They're just a CSB. But, uh, yeah. And then... um, You got the Apologetic Study Bible. The Apologetic Study Bible I got on special from ChristianBook.com. Oh, those are Christian Book. Okay. Yep. And so... But there's some other study Bibles that I... You know, they have good Bible sales, like up to 70% off sometimes on ChristianBook.com. So, I would encourage you to go there and check out if you can afford one or not. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on over here. But I'm excited for this music festival, man. Dude, you know, I am stoked. Because like you and I used to go to Pulse Fest and Friends Fest, sure. and there was I, I didn't get to go to Creation Fest, or I, I always wanted to go to Cornerstone Festival, like the yeah. Hard Rock. Yeah, stuff. I never got around. I to always those. wanted to go to it, but it's kind of cool to. Like, we just recorded a video that they're going to slap up on the Jumbotron. It's going to be awesome. Which, I mean, A, my hair's like a big poof, and B, we're not wearing any RTC swag, so I feel like we may have dropped the ball Well, on that one. so that's the other thing we're waiting on, right? It's in the works. We're supposed to have RTC swag coming. New oh, shirts nice. for us, right? Nice, because so. <laughs> I've worn mine into the ground. It looks pretty You're going to have four shirts coming, and I'm going to hey. have four shirts coming. So I like it. And I like I've it. actually had my family reach out and go, listen, I really love your RTC shirt. So if I pay you uh, the money that it costs to get one, can I get one? And I'm like, we need to relaunch the store. We got to refigure that out. We've been way too busy with just life. Yes. So anyways, uh, let's play the never have I ever game again. Let's do that. Never have. I had to leave them a review real quick. Never, never, never. Maybe we should do this on the show. They were like, you've already flipped through five. Leave us a rating. and We'll give you more. Maybe we should do that for RTC. You listen to five episodes. Leave us a rating. You will get more. (laughs) I like that. All right. Anyways, we we can't do that, but that'd be pretty dope. All right. Let's do this. Uh, That's a dumb one. Oh, never have I ever eaten food that fell on the floor. Dude, we have kids. That's all we do. Listen, there's a thing. That's all we do. That five some people rule? call five second. Five second all rule. All right, fun story real fast. Oh, here we go. Fun story. I was in the movie theater, and there was movie theater, popcorn, Which somebody movie else. movie theater? Because that's that. that Niles that ch- Wonderland. Oh, I love that theater, but it's a little. Well, popcorn was spilled on the ground. I was hanging out with my friends. I was probably 17 years old, okay. and my buddy's okay. like, dude. I will give you $5 if you eat some popcorn off the floor, man. And man. I'm like, dude, I'm indestructible. Yeah, I'm 17 and indestructible. Of course I'm going to eat and it for this five was, bucks. And, it, and it's and I did. Pre, pre-COVID. <laughs> this was a while ago. This was 2005, 2006. Ooh. So it was a while ago. But yeah, your boy, like, dude, I would eat anything for money back then i ate a science experiment i drank a science experiment once you know vinegar and baking soda you add them together no it you a did gas. not and my buddy's like dude i will buy you mcdonald's I, I, all my what? guys did are you like explode my, like what happened oh dude i was i had to burp so bad <laughs> the next week we come into the chemistry class and they go 
Uh, I never thought I'd have to make this rule, but please do not eat or drink the science experiments. And I'm like, oh. You call that the Fuller Clause. So, yeah, ho, 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 the Fuller Clause. <laughs> but, so, yeah. at, at summer camp, they always had the slot bucket at the end of the table where we had to take all the, the food that we had leftovers and put in the bucket so that you guys could clean up faster. Did you eat it? Heavens no. <laughs> no, but I would, I would, I would cheer on my, my cabin mates to do it. Sure. Would you have done it? For money. No, 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 no. This is just for bragging rights. No, only for money. I only did, did that. I like lightning bugs and all sorts of stuff for money. And now that you're nah. old, would you still do that for money? You know, it depends. So back then it used to be like five bucks. Now it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you want a good dinner. Hey, listen. You want a good dinner with Janelle. Inflation. <laughs> but anyways. Well, the way gas prices are going, that is true. That is a great but yeah, never have so I I've, I've always. Though. Let's do one more. Um. We, we uh, one was I've, I've never uploaded a video to YouTube. That's that's all. We yeah, do. we've never done that. Uh, oh, <laughs> never have I ever broken up with someone over a text message. Did you no, ever break no, up with someone over not, a text message? Not over text messages. Now I have been petty and broken up over with somebody because they didn't like Notre Dame back back when I was like eighteen. <laughs> what they they were an Ohio State fan. That's fair. And that's I'm fair. Like, no. That is fair. No. Get out of here. I said, okay, listen. Leaf I said, helmets. listen, if, we, if we got married, could you be okay being, you know, surrounded by Notre Dame? And they're like, nope, Buckeye all the way. And I said, well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> and I so, broke up with them. So your married advice is to those young single people out there is make sure they like your same college football team. If listen, not, if you can't, fools. If you can't agree on football, what can you agree on? Ask them fools. <laughs> no, not Goodness. really. Um, so have I ever broken up with someone via text? No, but someone I have only been dumped like once. In and my it was life. through text. It was through text. So I'm sorry, Janelle. I'm gonna tell a story of yours. So Janelle And actually I should say it was over text you, back in the day. It was like okay. AOL Listen Messenger. It was ne- AOL Listen Messenger. Never have I ever, right? This okay. is a, my the fuller edition. Never No, it was text. It was text. Yeah. Never have I ever been broken up with using Bible verses. Janelle broke up with you? No. Janelle got broken up with based upon Jeremiah 29:11. You put no way. Sorry. I, no I, way. I, I, and she might correct me and go, no, it wasn't that. But it, it, I'm Genial, pretty sure it was. down here right now. I'm pretty sure it was 2911. Put our business out there for our and, you and put your business. I believe it was like, I can't be with you because God has plans for me. <laughs> because he knows the plans that he has for me. Je, you know, Jeremiah 2911. I'm like, she told me this. I'm like, are you, no are way. you serious? And it's she's like, like, yeah. It's like God. No, it, it's kind of like those dudes or those girls where it's like, you know, God just called me to the life of singleness. And then next yeah. week they got a new piece. Like, uh, hey, let me introduce you to my new girl. Why do we sound like Keanu Reeves right now? <laughs> like trying, like what was that? Uh, uh, Ted and Ted and something. The movie that they just redid from I forget what it's called. Somebody's going to be like, oh, John Wick. No, not John Wick. They did a uh, something. I got no, something in Ted's Epic Adventures or something. Oh, like I have that. no clue what you're talking about, man. I forget what it is, but it's a, like they were like stoners back in the day, and they were always talking like this, dude. And then they just remade the movie like that. Dude, where's old. my car? That's yeah. what I think. No, that's, that's what I think. Dude, where's my car? That's what that is. But this is like, <laughs> dude, you know, like from the West Coast of California in the 80s, man. Like, let's go get some za. 
you know, that's that's that one. So, anyways, Ooh, let's move on to coffee. <laughs> I'm not drinking any tonight, You're bro. You're not drinking I'm, any? I'm caffeinated up, bro. I've already had, that's my fifth cup today. But, you, but your boy over here is caffeinated. Yeah, but you got the cool creation cup but where, like, the rainbow appears. Yeah, but it's cooled down right now, so the rainbow has disappeared. Oh, kind of like that rainbow that we had here at Osceola oh, the dude, other day, I, dude. I, I, that's why I posted Bruh. our Facebook group. Uh, it was it was epic. <laughs> You're like stuck on the bra. Dude. It was epic. I What's keep looking, at the, I keep looking at the camera too. I don't know why, but it was epic, bro. It was it was a double rainbow. Actually, it was. So uh, yeah, I am drinking a Panama from the Funny Farms, which is actually in what was that town called? It's somewhere here in, in Indiana. Oh, that one place. Yes, that we went to. That Janine and I went to on vacation. South, southeast Indiana. Yeah, it was delicious. So this is really good coffee, in my opinion. But uh, Mark here, I'm is, drinking Aldi water. Like it's from Aldi. It, I'm drinking water from Aldi. It's good Aldi water, though. It, it's pure aqua. Uh, aqua. <laughs> oh, good. Anyways, but Mark, be, why don't yeah, you go ahead and read the review. review? This is from Zion Laziness. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> um, awesome content. New listener here. I use Spotify regularly, and I felt convicted. Ooh, convicted? Convicted? The Holy Spirit be talking to you? Okay. Felt convicted that I should start. Oh. It okay, wasn't yeah, listening was to you. I thought you were convicted to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. He's, like, he's like the Holy Spirit convicted. Oh, can, oh wait. No, that's not what you're talking about. Can I start about. over? <laughs> Rewind. All right, go ahead. New listener here. I use Spotify regularly, and I felt convicted that I should start listening to more godly principles. Anyway, I was at work, and I had only five minutes to look for something on the fly, and yours was the first one that showed up when I searched. Love the banter. You're welcome. Uh, I lost it. And how you guys approach <laughs> difficult subjects. Thank you guys for what you do. Definitely recommend. Just like always, if you are a listener, reach out to us and we can send you that mini swag bag for leaving us that review. And we are so efficient at it right now. We actually have a little thing where we go ahead and put the name and the address and, and the swag bag information in there. And then Janiel, and, a note, and, a and then Janiel, it gets she gets a notification on her phone and goes, Oh, I have swag bag. Does she actually that, get a notification? No, no. Oh, really. that'd be dope. But she checks it. Like once she's got a reminder that she checks it once a week now. And so, you know, she gets it and then we have to get everything. She gets everything together. And so it's usually two to three weeks before she gets. But we going to get it out. But, but yeah, we get and it. And if out. you get one of those mini swag bags, let us know in the Facebook group that you got Take it. Take a picture of yourself and post it. You know, there's some people that I haven't heard from for a while that were like, you know, we have some old friends that have been with us for a very, very, very long time. But, you know, Facebook is just one of those really cool places where I've seen people be able to reconnect and re-engage yeah. with the podcast. Like, dude, Ryan Lauks is an old buddy from a high school, junior high, old buddy from junior high and wow. high school. He was the first one to get me playing with his band, and we played live, like we played a live show once. It was pretty cool. And he's a listener, and we've reconnected because of this podcast and also because of the Facebook group, which mm. is just really dope. That's really, cool, really dope. So it's just cool to see actual community start to happen. Yeah. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're in that Facebook group, we don't need to be the only conversation starters. You can also start your Actually, own Actually, we kind of prefer not to be. It would be honesty. easier. In all It'd honesty, we would rather you guys like start the conversation. We may jump in, but we'd rather have you guys like start it. Which is cool. And a lot of you guys are introducing yourself. Some of you guys are saying awesome. like basically a lot, like long time listener. We got a listener time, from Scotland, caller, which a, is dope. That's awesome. We, and then we got a oh I can't remember what her name is, but she's over in Europe. She said she's in Romania, but now they're currently yeah. like planning to move to Germany. Like what the heck? That's awesome. <laughs> it is dope. But either way, if you leave us a review over on Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know it's it's dope. We need those ratings. But if you leave a review on Apple Podcast, we will send you that mini swag bag. 
All right, let's dive let's into Let's jump it, homie. You know, we're about five and a half minutes later than what, what our goal was. but We can't we're, go. We're going to try. We can't go short next, on our banter, homie. Next week, we're going to try again. To go under. Do you think next under week 10. we're going to go under we're 10 gonna minutes on our it. banter? It's going to be the fastest. So be prepared. Buckle up. Okay. Uh, the, oh, the all right, Marty thrown. McFly. All right, Marty McFly. 88.5 miles per hour, Marty. <laughs> Come right. on, Marty. Set this up, homie. That's like the fourth impression you've done tonight. It's, I'm really caffeinated right now. Yeah, my heart's hurting. I keep drinking water. Janiel's probably like, you guys are drinking way too much coffee. Anyways, so. Yeah, I've only had one cup tonight. Let's dive into the conversation, and it's time to bring the conversation down real low. How low can you go? Wow. We got, can you go down got really quiet. All the way to the Anyways, floor. so we're going to talk about uh, making disciples and what that looks like and what a disciple is. And yeah, uh, this is actually another question from another listener. Oh, really? Oh, cool. And my father in law actually had a, a good conversation about this uh, this past week for my sister in law's birthday. It was really awesome. So it's just kind of fitting that we're going to talk about it this week. All right, cool. So dive in, homie disciples you know there's been a, a a kind of a small command from a certain somebody on uh, going out and making disciples well this was a command to his disciples and, and we follow in in their stead not that this was a command directly to us but it's kind of indirectly right followers of christ this is an indirect command teach them what i taught yes. you and then they, the next sure. person yeah so continue. it's matthew 28 16 through 20 it says the 11 disciples traveled to galilee to the mountain where jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped. This is an interesting thing, but some doubted. Isn't that interesting? I never caught that before, before reading this a couple days ago, but yeah, that some doubted while they were there. They, yeah. When they were with, the, when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So again, we call that the Great Commission. That's what the, we call the Great Commission that Jesus gave us. That's why I said it was just a little small, just a little one, just, just a little one from you know, just somebody. Oh, wait, no, it was a big, Jesus. It was a big command from the Lord. So uh, Bill Hall says success should not be measured by how many disciples are made, but by how many disciples are making other disciples, which I thought was a really cool like quote that. because that should be. Okay. Mark, when I ask you this question, we're going to go into the definition in a, a little bit, but okay. what do you think of when you hear the word disciple? Uh, my first thought is the band. <laughs> Okay, what surrounding bu- the Bible? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> let me let me quantify it here. Um, basically, what, what it's someone of? who follows another person. Like I think of like a like a, a like an apprentice almost. Sure. Like I think of like the carpenters, right? Like you have the master carpenter or the master steel worker. Then they got their apprentices, and they are following. And, and some of I know because of my own study is someone who follows the other person so close so that they can become the next person. Right. It's almost like you know if the master carpenter doesn't replicate himself there might not be another one so he has to bring an apprentice on and then when the apprentice and same like right now with electricians where it's like you're a journeyman sure you're on the journey to be a master electrician 
And then you got to turn on train the next one. So that way the next people know what to do. And it continues on. Cause if you don't, you're going to lose the, you're going to lose the trade. Sure. And actually this was part of the culture back then when Christ commanded this, right? So just disciple.com. It's a blue collar community. Back right. Then, so man. just disciple.com says rabbis would select young men who be, they believed could become rabbis in the future. So they were, not rabbis, but rabbis like them. Thinking yeah, they, that they, they were chosen. Right? Yeah. So it was common that at the age of 12 or 13, a young man would be selected to become a disciple and would then travel around several years with the rabbi. Rabbis would frequently publicly preach and teach with a group of young men following them. And the idea was those young men would uh, were apprentices or rabbis in training. During their discipleship, the young men were being trained in the ways of their rabbi. They would be trained in his theology, how he taught, his philosophy, and how he believed the Jews should function during that time. The rabbi's hope was that when they died, the young men they had trained would then take on their mantle, and their way of doing things would then continue. You know what this reminds me of, to be honest with you, when I read this? Top Gun. That's two times <laughs> that's, in a row. That's because you just read it. Oh, here we go, meatloaf. I was going to say, I didn't Pause. have to say it. I didn't even need to say Pause. it. I did not say meatloaf. <laughs> Pause. Even you though, just said it. Even though, Beth, it's been a few Pause. weeks. Pause. Dear, it's been a few weeks. Pause. Dear, it's been a few weeks. Pause. Okay. But 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 in Top Gun, like the, the idea is, is whoever wins the trophy for the Top Gun award generally goes back in and becomes an instructor for the next one. Because it's like, why would you want to train under only the second or third or fourth best? pilot sure. in the world yeah right the whole top gun program was the fact that we are the best of the best we're going to train you to be the best of the best and then the best of the best of the best of the best will then train the next recruits that are coming sure. in as it continues so yeah you know there there's that analogy and yeah. basically what you were saying earlier before i read that of, of is you know you're kind of tra being trained to take up the mantle right mm -hmm. to, to carry on in what they're doing and we see that in journeyman trade like with you now did you ever do any of this with being a steel worker or is um, it a little different i've had to do it in other areas but you semi kind of not really because i had to do this in my field with web design yeah like i was a subcontractor of a subcontractor sure. and so i had to learn the ropes from him and then i was able to step into those positions of where i am sure a little different well so uh you're taught the greek word mathetis right mm -hmm. which means disciple or student appears 261 times in the bible but only in the new testament i.e never the septuagint for, which is the greek old testament uh, furthermore, it only appears in the gospel, Gospels and Acts. The word disciple. Now, there are many, many other verses, New and Old Testament, that talk about students and followers and all these other words. But the, the Matthias, right, which means disciple, mm -hmm. that word itself is only 261 times. It's only found in the Gospels. And, and how many of those are in reference to the disciples? There's a lot. You know? And there's uh, some that are like naming the disciples as well. Mm -hmm. So what is a disciple? Desiring God puts it this way. The standard definition of disciple, which is a noun, is someone who adheres to the teachings of another. It is a follower or a learner. It refers to someone who takes up the ways of someone else. Applied to Jesus, a disciple is someone who learns from him to live like him, someone who, because of God's awakening grace, conforms his or her, her words and ways to the words and ways of Jesus. Or you might say, as others have put it in the past, disciples of Jesus are themselves little Christ. And we've talked about that a lot. All the, the time. The, the, what the word Christian is. And, you know, this is where it kind of gets the, the rubber meets the road when it comes to being a Christian is the fact of, there's so many people, and we've we've talked about this word a little bit, and I know like this is the big thing with uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is easy believism, right? 
and you know the cost what's the cost of true discipleship sure. and there's a lot of times where you know oh I, I follow jesus i'm a christian and it's like okay so well there's what a- makes what makes you a christian and what makes you a disciple and and we had a sermon series one time at my first winter retreat they pulled off it's like are you a are you christian or are you a disciple Right. And are they different? A believer or a disciple, right? right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So wh- why is discipleship even important, though, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about there is some a believer and a disciple. Well, um, discipleship is more important uh, because we want people to become fully committed followers of Christ. Discipleship helps believers to grow in their faith, to grow in maturity and wisdom, and build their faith on a strong foundation so that they can then disciple and lead others towards Christ. So it's not just learning for yourself to just learn for yourself and always be in that discipleship role. But you become, you become a disciple just like the disciples, the 12 did. And then at some point, right, when you've learned all you need to know, then you go out and start making disciples. And I want to say that's something that's been really cool that we've been able to see from this podcast. And I know this wasn't part of the, any of our show notes, sure. but we've had a lot of people reach out to us where it's like, Hey, I started listening to this and then I brought my wife into the picture, my boyfriend in the picture, my friends in the picture. Where I'm or able to have these conversations. You guys with have others. inspired me. And now I'm starting my podcast based off of your podcast. Yeah, Or like, you know, now I'm, I feel more prepared to lead my Bible study. We have people who have said that yep, too. Right. And no, that's kind of like the cool thing that we have always envision this podcast is the fact that when we have these conversations, the goal isn't for it just to stop in your ears. Right. The goal is for you not to take what you had the conversation and then continue the conversation with somebody else in your community or that needs it. And we always say that we are a supplement, not the main course, right? Yeah, we just so, vitamin, homie. So we like to give what I call the food for thought, right? Yep. So here's your food for thought. Now go take it back and study it for yourself. Yep. Right? Go to church. We don't claim that we're a hundred percent always correct. <laughs> I mean, you're not. No. Okay. (laughs) I claim. I'll speak for myself here. So I'll claim that I'm not always 100% right and correct. Mm -hmm. Um, So always study for yourself. Never just take the word of somebody. Always go in and search for yourself. But. Nevertheless. I want to go into one more thing and then, man, the the conversation is just going to begin. All right. Right. This is just kind of what I call the pre-work. This is the warm-up act. So how do we make disciples, right? Good question. So uh, the Gospel Coalition, see, I'm just bringing out all the old articles that I used to name all the time. But the Gospel Coalition has uh, four different ways, right? And so this is not stuff that I came up with, but I I liked what they said. So four different ways that uh, you can make disciples, right? And that and that's kind of what we're talking about here is how to how to make disciples. So number one is teach at its core. Discipling is teaching. We teach with words. We teach all the words Jesus taught his disciple and all the words of the Bible, right? So teaching is important Two, correct. Sometimes discipling requires you to warn others about the choices they're making, right? So like, Hey, that bus will kill you. If you keep playing out in the street, that's a, that's a correct. That's a warning. People grow when you teach them general truths. Yes. But when, also, when you correct their particular errors and correct with gentleness and love, part of being a Christian is recognizing that sin deceives us and that we need other believers to help us see the things we cannot see about ourselves. Number three, model. Jesus didn't just command his disciples to teach people. He told them to teach people to obey. So it's not just words. It's also action which James talks about. And then the fourth one is love. Discipling is a form of mutual love. Yes, there's something of a teacher-student relationship, but there will also be a peer-to-peer mutual, um, 
I can't even say it. Say it for me. Peer-to-peer mutuality? Yeah, mutuality. There I you go. I can't say Sith, but I can say mutuality. <laughs> and love. <laughs> Such that the discipling often goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. This, and this is where we get the iron, iron sharpening iron, right? So I learn from you. You learn from me. You see faults in me. I see faults in you. We help each other through those faults. It's an ongoing circle. And it makes sense when you break it down. Like I Again, just going back to the tradesmen role right like yeah, i think sure. of like the electricians nowadays like i've talked with randy a lot about his journey to sure. be you know from apprentice to a master electrician type right, guy right and you know obviously there's teaching like you go to the union hall where you take the classes and the courses and the safety sure. regulations all those different things as you're on the job you have to be told no like that's not the right way you do that like that could yeah. literally blow this place that up in another range. like that will make this place literally erupt like pompeii right that's not safe um and then you have other ones where model where it's like okay it's it, and not the classic like do as I say, not as I do. Like, I think that's a load of crap, but more the idea of like, you know, again, like I <laughs> go back to top gun, the actual pilots, like the, the actual instructors were out there kicking their butts. Right. Like you got to come chase me. Now. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'm going to tell you what you did wrong and I'm going to show you how to do it. Right. And then you have to love in the process because love is the ultimate goal. And you see that in first Corinthians where you could have faith that moves mountains. You could have all the gifts and prophesy and all this thing, but if you ain't got love, you're annoying. You're yeah. a, you're a you're a clanging gong or right. a sounding or a, a sounding symbol. But I think where it gets a little bit hard when it comes to discipleship is when there's a like, like even like electrical or carpentry. There's a right goal, but there's sometimes different ways to get there. Like one guy might do that. Like, like like for example, like when you install an electrical outlet, the old way to do it was to wrap electrical cable or electrical tape around the actual outlet when they had metal boxes. Sure. You don't need to do that anymore. Keep it from grinding out. Yeah, you don't need to do that anymore in in plastic boxes. So it's like, you know, at what point is when when we're actually correcting about what's Christian and what's not, how do we separate preferences from Scripture and different opinions? Because, like, if someone speaks into my life about something and I'm like, okay, well, I disagree with you there. Because of 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 this right. that or the other, like you know. So going back to your analogy, right? The the Which tradesman, one? the tradesman analogy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when you go in as an apprentice and you're learning from a journeyman, the only questions you ask are, "How do I do this?" Mm-hmm. You don't question their methods because you don't know any better. Okay, you don't know any better, right? So back to your uh, analogy on wrapping electrical tape around a metal box versus a plastic box, right? So if you're only ever shown and never told the reason why and don't understand the reason why you're doing it, but you're going to wrap them. And I deal with this all the time. It's unbelievable how much I have to deal with stuff like this, but they'll wrap the metal box, right? Mm -hmm. And then they'll wrap the plastic box because they don't understand the concept of why the metal box is wrapped and the plastic box is not wrapped because it hasn't been explained to them because they haven't reached that level of needing to know and understanding that. Right. Kind of like with kids, when you're teaching little kids, I don't need to tell you why you shouldn't play in the street. Just get out of the street. Sometimes you have to just obey. Right. And if you remember the concept and the culture in which these disciples who were commanded to go out and make disciples were in, right. And I get that there's some cultural separation, but understand the culture of, um, they were modeling themselves to be like Christ, right? Mm-hmm. His words, his ways. Now we're separated by two thousand years, so uh, we may not have a and a, a whole different culture, but so we may not have the the same uh, foresight of of what that actually looks like. But we do the best we can. But as an apprentice, I would say, learn what you can, and as you grow more, right? And, and this is why. It, 
yes, you can start making disciples, but you don't want an apprentice teaching an apprentice. Right. Because they may teach them wrong, right? So there's there's a huge difference there. There's a gap. There's a reason why Christ sent forth his disciples because they had been with him three years learning from him. So then he sent them forth. He didn't send them forth to go out and make disciples while he was alive. He didn't. He sent them out to preach the good news, right? But he Mm -hmm. didn't send them out to make disciples. He didn't do that till the end of his ministry. Right, which is what we just read. Right. And I think that might be why, you know, like what James 3... One says, it says, many of you should not become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that what are, we know that uh, we who teach will be judged more strictly. Sure. Because, you know, I think of people that grew up like in the independent fundamental Baptist world where it's like, this is how the Christian lives. Is you wear, like, girls, you wear culottes, your skirts, men, you have to wear pants and your hair has to be cut, no beard. You got to listen to this music, this, and all these things that when we look at it, we're like, well, that's preference-based that was taught as theology. Like, those teachers will be held in a higher account for that. Sure. But I guess that's where I get a little nervous, where it's like when we talk about correction, where it's like, okay, what is the standard baseline that we have to go? Because we have, you know, all these different denominations that do all these different things differently, and how do we know which one's right and which one's not? let me ask you this. Have you yourself ever corrected somebody on something you thought they were biblically wrong on? Mm Mm-hmm. And did that person or another person have a different theology based from what you had to what they had? Mm-hmm. So who was right and who was wrong? Me. How do you know? Because that's what I thought. Right. And I think so a lot every, of it, everything that gets ta- taught, right, is, is yes. And I, I, mo- said that, I say that so, tongue-in-cheek just so, so people know. Well, I, just, <laughs> I look at all the different denominations and all the theological separation, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks they're right. Nobody thinks they're the wrong ones. It's every other person's the wrong one. So I would say you don't always have to, when you're an apprentice, yes, you just take in, you you learn. Then but you then, adjust and you figure out your but, own way. But then know. as you grow towards more experience and in that journeyman, you can listen to things, but you don't always have to believe things. This is where it's important to search things out for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. This is where you do your own study, right? Um, I used to be stuck in a way where... I believed what I believed and nobody was going to change what I believed. And you know what I found out? I was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can learn from a lot of people. And sometimes it just takes listening. Right. And they may not have everything correct or, and I may not, and I know I don't have everything correct, but you listen to their point of view and then you search the scriptures mm-hmm. and then you let the Holy spirit guide you into what that conviction looks like. And there's something to be said about humility and trying to see what's right. Like, like I'm not going to be so arrogant in certain, I mean, there are certain of my dogmatic beliefs that I won't give ground on, right? Such as the Trinity, sure. Such as the atonement, sure. Such as the resurrection. Such Jesus as the Christ was the coming. Son like, of God, right? Yeah, right. Like you bust out the Apostles' Creed. Those, those are, and we right. talked about like, like, are these creeds important in other previous episodes? And they like, are. These are the right. basic tenets of the faith, right? So therefore, that's it. But I'm also not going to dogmatically die on a hill for young Earth creationists versus older versus and I'm not going evolution, and I'm not going to die on it from you know. Pre-wrath, no. pre-trib, post-trib, preterist. I'm not going to die on that hill either. Right. And this I think, is, I think there's something right. to be said about, uh, like, there's the song that's really hot right now. Um, I found out that the lead pastor of the church I'm at right now, every year he sits down and reads the Gospels and, like, as, as, as few as sittings as he possibly can, like, actually, he goes on a retreat and just reads the Gospels. Sure. So he's like, if I'm a follower of Jesus, I need to learn the red letters. Sure. And that's, the song that's, that's what I was saying. The song that's hot right now is red letters. The, the red, and I read the red letters. 
in the fact of this is what Jesus actually said, and this is what we need to do, and we need a model. Now, obviously, everything Jesus taught, we don't know all the things because right. even in John, John said John it would said, fill the it would fill, fill the earth. It filled the earth, and there still wouldn't be enough books to contain all that Jesus did, said, or right. taught. But we have enough in the scripture. No, this is what Jesus expects out of us. Well, we have what so God, what can we live in? We now? have what God preserved for us. That's right. what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's what we go and base our life on. But I think as a young person, right, you be you are very I found myself younger in my faith I was more dogmatic than I am now on, on a lot more issues. And now it's like, mm, I'm not as dogmatic on some of these issues. And they're like, well, people go, well, why not? Don't, don't you know what you believe? I said, yeah, I know what I believe. Do I know 100% that it's 100% correct and there's no error in it? No, but the, here's what I do. This is the staple, and that's where the Apostles' Creeds, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, these are great roadmaps, right? Mm-hmm. These are like, okay, here's the baseline of the church, and they're pretty easy to understand. And so, yes, I'm dogmatic like you on that. I'm dogmatic on a lot of things. The Trinity, I'm dogmatic on. Uh, but there, there's things that I was once dogmatic on that I'm not so much anymore. I mm-hmm. used to be dogmatic on pre-wrath. Uh, pre-wrath is right and everything else is wrong. Now I'm like, well, I could see how preterists would come up with what they got. You know, I could see how pre-trippers believe that and what they're, you know, I don't particularly believe it, but I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm not saying it's right either. I'm just saying I don't know 100% for sure. This is what I believe, and I guess we'll find out in the end. <laughs> That's what I say now. Right. And, and I think that that is so important when making disciples, right? Teach them the hard truths, the dogmatic truths, right? Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how to make disciples. So mm-hmm. when you're going in and making a disciple, you teach them the dogmatic truths. And then if you're a good teacher, you will say, here's what I believe, but there are other beliefs. And here, these are the other views. Now, here's why I believe those other views are wrong, but you should study this for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is a good way to help them grow and not just take and believe because that's how they can be tricked by false messiahs and false teachers, but to study to show themselves approved, right? Which right. is what we're told to do. And and that is an important step from becoming just a disciple to a disciple maker. All right, so so let's talk disciple discipleship 101. How about that? Let's call that discipleship sure, 101. Sure. I know we have a lot of listeners here right here right now that are young to the faith. We've had some which was super super dope that one of our podcast listeners got baptized at Southside like yeah. 2 weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't awesome. know this, this past Sunday? This, this past Sunday. When I was in Kalamazoo. Yeah. Right, I was yep. so, dude, I was so swamped with family stuff. I didn't, I, I responded to it, but I was like, best luck. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Well, I, that's you know? why I took the video. I was like, man, Mark's going to love this. I needed that, man. It was funny. Those guys were like, hey, where's Mark at this week? And I'm like, I'm sorry to inform you, Mark. Because they're like rewinders. They're only on like oh, episode 50 okay. something. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry to inform I you, Mark is SBC not, church. Mark is not here. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. And they're like, you just got to deal with me. But then they <laughs> they really threw me off because they're like, yeah, their, their dad was there to watch the one brother get baptized, yeah. Sean. And he goes, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Fuller here is kind of a celebrity. I'm like, whoa, that's a big word. Let's back this gravy train up. That's a big word there. So Let's back this gravy train up. I'm just a sinner, just like everybody else. I just happen to have a microphone, and we broadcast it. That's I love it. it. That's the only difference. Which is, but it was cool. But I, I'm thinking yeah. of like people like like him. You know, his name was Sean. Sean. Sean, Sean was what's one up, homeboy? 
So um, we got people who are who just got baptized, which is their public declaration of I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow the way. We have other people that have messaged us and said, I've walked away from the faith. I've come back. We've had other people who are like, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time, but I've never really been serious about it. I'm sure. trying to figure this out now. What would you say should be their first step in their discipleship journey? Find a tribe. Find a good teacher, right? A good, solid teacher that has good, um, has some sort of professional training, I guess is what I would say first. Okay. Uh, a pastor. You know, I, I would start there. I would go with a pastor because most pastors, most, I know it's a blanket statement, mm-hmm. have decent baseline biblical training. You know, baseline. Now, then we, then we, you know, everybody flies off the handle in every other area. But, you know, most pastors will agree that the Apostle Creed is true. Most pastors will agree that the Nicene Creed is true. I think you and I would say that that would be a baseline, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not somewhere to just study those and stop. That's, that's no, but, a good but, but baseline to, to be. Sit, but this is what the disciples did with Jesus is they sat under the teachings right. of Jesus. And so, therefore, as... The, the, you know, what's the role of a pastor? The role of a pastor is a under shepherd right. until the great shepherd returns. Sure. So we need to submit ourselves underneath the, the teaching of, of the pastor and sit and, and just learn and process and of course. understand. Now, that's not where we stop, right? Because no. uh, our studying is not based, our relationship with Christ is not based upon how much we hear from the pastor and get from the pastor. Right. That's, again, supplement. Now, that's a bigger supplement than what we're giving you, but it's still supplemental. You have to study like Second Timothy says, study to show thyself approved. That is your goal, right? You need to study. Now you need guidance. And that's where I'm saying find yourself a good teacher that understands the baseline. And all you simply have to do to know that they're a decent teacher or not is say, hey, do you believe in the Trinity? And do you believe in the Apostles' Creed? And that, that if they say yes to both of those, then you go, okay, I'll start studying under this. Now, never just take what they say. Never take what we just say. Always go search the scriptures for yourself. This is why we've tried to get in the good habit of giving scriptures, even though I don't think I have any scriptures. And <laughs> we have the Great Commission. We have the Great Commission. But uh, most of our podcasts, we try to give multiple scriptures on to say, hey, this is why we believe what we believe. It's based off of these scriptures. Study well, for yourself. Right, but look at even Acts 2. Like, what, what did the early church do? They Acts 2.42 um, they came together to study the the teaching of the apostles, right. to the prayers, to the breaking the breads, and the fellowship of the saints. Sure. Well, and you got to remember in that culture, all of them, all the disciples had a very good knowledge of the Old Testament, right? They they knew God. They knew the point. old they 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 knew the Old Testament prophecies by the back of their hands, right? And now they've seen seen them fulfilled, right? And now they're studying under the way of the Master. Mm-hmm. So um, now. They're kind of lucky and not lucky at the same time because they're lucky because they were so close to the teachings. They understood the teachings pretty clearly. But then they were unlucky because there was people trying to mix their own theology and Judaism and, and everything else in with it. And so, yeah, definitely. So what would be the next step, you would say? is So it, it, obviously we say, you know, find a, a good pastor to sit underneath their teaching. Find a tribe to connect with. So obviously you're not alone. And then I would know? say my third bit of advice, right? This is This is... Bible should always be number one. Mm-hmm. Teacher, tribe, two and three. Number four, I would say, is get yourself, if you can afford it, a good commentary. If you can't, go to like what you did, like logos and stuff like that, 
And uh, Logos, is that what Logos? it's called? Logos. That's expensive Bible study software, though, yeah. Like but don't they have, fr- they have free stuff on there, right? Yeah, they have they some have free some stuff. Some free stuff. You use the iPad app. If yeah. not, you know, Bible Hub has some free free stuff on that app. Um, there there are some resources out there where you can get some free stuff. A good or, solid study Bible is pretty good, too, you know. Or a study Bible. Or, hey, guess what? There's these things called, people forget about them, I know, but they're called libraries. <laughs> and the books are free. <laughs> and they have commentaries. So go down to your local library and check out a few commentaries of, say, hey, I'm going to study the book of Ephesians. And so I need the commentary on Ephesians. I go check it out and read the Bible and read what the commentator says. Now, there are some commentaries that some people prefer over others. You're going to get, again, wrong. You have to remember commentaries (laughs) are people's opinions on the scripture. Based on their studies, yes. Based upon their studies. So it's not the Bible. It's not the Bible. Let me say it again. It's not the Bible, right? It's not the Word well, it was of like God. Spurgeon who said, "Visit many great books, but always come back to the these Bible." These are these are good resources, but always check them against Scripture. So, like me myself, we've talked about this. We've talked about diff- different ways to study the Bible, um, but my favorite commentary is probably my expositor's commentary, which is based off the NIV, so it's an easier read. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got so many good theologians that I trust. Right through all my studies that that have written the expositors, so that's why I tend to like that. But that's just me personally. I'm not saying that everybody has to like that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, my thought as I'm thinking through all of this is generally the people that are the most excited to share their faith are people that were just most recently redeemed. You yeah, know, sure. And you hear these stories of all the time where it's like, oh yeah, when I first got saved, I. I didn't even know what I was preaching. I just knew I was preaching Jesus. That's what I was telling people all about. Right. And, you know, that's where the the discipleship comes in, where it's like you sit underneath someone. But I don't, uh, this is this is where some of the conversation you have to think through is the fact of at what point do you turn around and start replicating yourself too, is it's like as you're learning, you should be pouring into other people too. And that's yes. why I think there's so many really cool opportunities at churches with Student ministry with children's ministry, sure. with volunteering, with doing all sure. these different things and get involved in small groups. And, you know, that's the thing with Christianity is it's not meant to just sit in. You're not supposed to be a sponge where you just no. soak up. You're supposed to be a sponge where you soak up and then you squeeze. But, again, going back to the analogy of, of tradesmen, right? Right. I would not want a apprentice to go, put themselves in a place of harm's way. Right, right. You don't. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how we we you, dealt with that at Southside. You, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So yes, get involved, but there are things that you shouldn't be doing. I would not say a brand new baby Christian should become a pastor. Well, no, I mean even you know Paul says that too. Of course, yeah, but uh, there's you don't put a new baby Christian or somebody with not a good firm foundation and, and firm grasp of the Bible in the place of teaching leadership Mm -hmm. you just don't you put them as hey you want to serve that's awesome you should everybody should want to serve hey could you do me a favor if you see a new face go out and greet them just say hello ask them how who they are how they've been how'd they find out that that that's an easy starting point right it's not you don't it requires zero theology Mm -hmm. zero that's you that's showing the love love jesus that's you Jesus, it's Christianity one on one, showing love, mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's where you start. Yeah, and so. that's where I like a lot of those churches. And I I tried this at Southside, where you know generally whenever someone would want to get involved with student ministry, you know I'd always meet and chat and talk with them or whatnot. But generally, I would pair them with another leader. Sure, like you know I'd pair them with this leader, I'd pair them with this leader, so they can they're not responsible for 
teaching or for small groups or for conversations, but your job is to make sure that every one of these teens know that they're loved and they have a home here. Sure. That's your job. Sure. It's kind of same idea, same idea with the church. Sure. Because there's, you know, I don't want to say there's this, uh, there always seems to be this like tier system in church where it's like you have your pastors and then those people, the, 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 the theologians and the teachers and the high lofty Christians. And then you got your average Joes and then you got your new believers. Sure. And I don't like seeing this whole separation. Now I think there needs to be in some regard, but at the same time, it's more the fact of whatever we be, whatever we are being poured into, we need to find a way to replicate that to somebody else too, you know? Sure. Sure, but you have to be careful, right? Because you could do more, again, you could do more harm than good, mm-hmm. right? If if you don't teach sound biblical doctrine mm-hmm. and you're saying, well, I'm just replicating, I'm just doing this, and you start pouring. Which is where we've seen a lot of splinter, weird splinter groups well, you come see, from. You see a lot of dissension in the church. Mm-hmm. A lot of dissension. A lot is when it happens that way, that they... They don't know what they're doing, and they go start talking, and then either that person that they're talking to walks away, and they walk away from that church or splinter off, or the leadership comes and says something to them, and then they get hurt and upset because their pride's hurt, and then they walk away mm-hmm. because they don't understand that correction is part of the brotherhood, and that's just part of it, right? We're not going to be 100% correct. We're still human. We're going to get things wrong, and we have to submit ourselves to the leadership. That's that submission, right? Because we can't go I, – I like what – what pastor Scott says all the time, South side, he goes, you know, I want to do all these things, these small groups, connect groups. He goes, but what I don't want is people breaking off and being like, well, I don't need South side. I'm going to start my own church because he goes, that's not what it's about. We should still stay connected. We should have these conversations. If there's a problem, we should always open that up and have the conversation with the leadership. We are supposed to still submit ourselves to the leadership. And a lot of times we don't like to do that. We, we like to be the ones in charge. We don't like to submit. Mm Mm-hmm especially people with my personality. <laughs> we are like strong-headed, you know, strong-willed leaders and we're used to leading, right? And so it gets hard for us to submit at times. And we have to like for me I have to constantly remind myself, no. God has put Scott over me and I am under him and I have to submit to him. And I I constantly remind myself of that. That way it keeps me in the place that God has me which is under him. So, so let's make this thing full circle then. All right. So, uh, we talked about discipleship one-on-one, what should you do when you're just getting started? But we also have a lot of people who are very seasoned in the faith. Sure. If they don't have anyone they're pouring into, what encouragement would you give them? Find you somebody. So, uh, you know, where's our, our mission field for making disciples, right? And, that, and this is where we got to kind of, this is where I kind of want to, we'll start lowering the plane here. Lowering the plane. We're going to, we're going to put the landing gear down, but we're not going to quite land just yet. All right, Maverick. Do a flyby. <laughs> so, the mission field. It can. It's so simple, yet so difficult, especially for like parents. You know, our first mission field is our kid. Mm-hmm. We're making disciples and and teaching every day, not just through our words, but through our actions, the things we do, the way we talk to not only them but our spouse. If you're single the way you talk to other people or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, if you're a single parent looking to have another relationship, that all, how you do is your, their kids are a sponge. All right. So I would say to parents, if you're not, if you're seasoned and you're not pouring into your kids, get pouring into your kids. Cause that's your first disciples. You, what you teach them, they're going to go and, and replicate more than likely. And 
you're kind of their first view of God, mm-hmm. right? And this is the thing that people always go, oh, you know, hey, the Great Commission says go forth and make disciples of all nations, so I got to go to Uganda on the mission field. And it's like, no. There's people in your own backyard, no, man. No, you got. Literally. Family is first, right? That should be your first priority of making disciples, whether as a father or mother. If you're single, right, then it goes, hey, what about my friends or my neighbors? I can I can witness to them, right, and make disciples of them. Or how about, hey, I'm a 30-year-old single man, and there's this 18-year-old that just got out of youth group and is kind of feeling lost right now because he's no longer in youth group. And, and honestly, has that. there's a ton of them out so there. So why don't I go ahead and grab him, and I'm a little bit more seasoned in the faith, and let's go grab lunch once a week. And, buy and them lunch. Coffee. Yeah. Buy, buy young adults lunch. There's so many ways to go out and make disciples in the church, right? Because we're not you're not making disciples always of when you preach the gospel, right? But there's always people in the church. This is why Paul says the older men should teach the younger men, the older women should teach the younger women because there's a discipleship, right? So Scott is older than me. I am older than Jagger. Hey, Jagger, how's it going? We you're older you than me. I'm older than you, but I'm not really. We're more peers, but and you're, I'm more of your disciple. Um. So, <laughs> but Jack, okay. I, I'm older than Jagger. You're older than Jagger, right? Yep. So this is, there's a discipleship could ha- happen there. So Jagger is older than say, uh, Josh Ladson, right? Jagger mm-hmm. could, could do that to him, right? And there's, there's people that are even younger than so, Ladson. So, and- so you see how it tears down, right? Mm-hmm. So we can all just teach what we know down to a certain point. Now we can't teach, like, I want to say Josh Ladson could go and, you know, go to, uh, Teach moral and ethics. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or teach the Trinity. You know, he may know the Trinity and believe the Trinity, but he may not be able to teach the Trinity because mm-hmm. your boy here has a hard time <laughs> explaining the Trinity. And I know a lot of theologians, theologians throughout church history have a hard time explaining it, but we all believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's so many opportunities. Open your eyes. They're all around you. That's what I would say to our seasoned veterans that – Start start with the closest thing to you. For for me, for you, Mark, it's our families. It's our children, right? We're making disciples of them. We're teaching it. We're having those family devotion times. We're taking them to church. You know, we're we're singing the songs. We're watching the good shows that you know try to build. We're taking them to VBS. We're doing these things that help um, teach them more about God and His ways mm-hmm. at their age level. After that, if you don't have children, if you're not married, I would say there's young people in the church. There's friends. You know, as you continue to be that light that shines before men, people are going to come to Christ. And then you have more of a mission field, right? You're you're then have another person to disciple. And and the purpose is not to always keep them as a disciple, right? The purpose is to train them in the ways and send them forth to go make disciples, just like Bill Hull said in that uh, quote we read at the beginning of the segment. I like it. I like it. So, so to land a plane for me, man, I'm going to read us the passage go for it, and, then, and then break it down a why, little bit. Why don't you just go ahead and land the plane all together? I've that, said all I got to say. That sounds good. All right. So this is coming out of Romans 12. Oh, from I love Romans the, uh, CSB. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that way you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you to not think himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. 
Now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function in the same way, we who are many of the same body in Christ and individually members of one another. It says, according to the God, according to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. And in this, you know, I think this kind of breaks down what the discipleship process and the discipleship journey is. The fact that we have to remember that a, we are need to live our lives following Jesus yes. as a living sacrifice. That's a to huge Jesus, teaching as a worship moment. to God. So that's that model. So, so what does it mean to be a disciple? The first thing is the fact that you're supposed to live pleasing Jesus, right? Right. Live pleasing God. The second one is conform your mind, transform your mind, renew your mind, focus on the things that are not on this earth, but the, the things are above. I'm, I'm preaching myself right here. And then, so first you have to live for God. Then you have to make sure your mind is thinking on the things of God. And then the third is be connected to the people of God. Yo, that's a, that's a sermon right there. That's, that's what I would say is follow, follow God with all that you have. Make sure your mind is focused on him, change your worldview and how that goes and make sure you're connected to the body and know that we're all different parts of the same body, but we're all part of the body. So what does discipleship mean? It means to follow God, to know God, to pursue God, be connected and go transform the world. That's, that's what I think discipleship is all about. Okay. And so just to, to finish that's my plane, man, you to, land your plane to finish the plane here, right? Cause yep. this was the, how do we make disciples? Yep. We know how to be disciples now. How do we make them? All I'm going to do is repeat exactly what gospel coalition said. And I'll have the link in the show notes, but it says teach, correct, model, and love. Do those four things, and and that's how you make disciples. Teach teach them, just as Jesus taught, and teach them the words of the Bible. Correct them when they're in a little bit of error, right? But correct them only on the dogmatic, biblical, baseline, sure foundation. Otherwise, maybe suggest. Otherwise, we're teaching man's theology, not God's theology. Otherwise, maybe just suggest, hey, what about looking at this? Model. This is where you're talking about live for Jesus, right? And love. Everything should be done in love and gentleness. And the scope does not mean you have to go out on the mission field. You are you can be a teacher right in your own backyard. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> well, buddy, we went way longer than we thought we was going to on this episode. We did, sir. But thank oh, you for right. that good... Con- that was some real real, real talk. That was real talk. Real conversation. Well, my friend, I shut down my iPad again because I did not want to see what the fun fact was. This is two weeks in a row that I don't know what the fun fact is. So, so the- bless our ears off, my friend. I'm sorry, guys. I just want to let you know this fun I'm fact... Sorry. This fun fact is really for Janelle, and she'll understand why. Now, does this have to go back to the whole, like, the f- God's will for your life no, and breaking the, up with your boyfriend? No. <laughs> the, but the fun fact of the day is now obsolete, Tyromancy. Who's that? Ty- Tyromancy okay. was a form of divination that involved observing cheese to predict the future. So Janelle loves cheese. What? So, Janelle, they used to t- no take way. cheese to predict the future. <laughs> no way. So, cheese was the old... Uh, Tyromancy. Cheese, cheese is OG Magic 8-Ball. Yes. It's the, the OG tarot cards. 
horoscope as tyromancy. So how? Where like, they observe it, cheese to predict the future. I mean, like I've, I've heard of palm readers. I've heard of this. I've heard of, I've heard of the tarot. We cheese watchers. So all of Wisconsin people are like, hey, we got this down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing that I know how to tell the future is those people that chase the big ball of cheese down the hill, the big chill of wheel. Like the big, the big, the big chill yeah. of wheeze. That's what I just said. The big wheel. ball of cheese. The big oh. wheel of cheese going down the hill. The only future I'm predicting is broken bones. That's all yes. I'm saying, man. Jack and Jill. That's all I have to say. Jack, Jack and Jill, Jill went down a hill. Went uphill. You know. Fetch a pail of water. You were Jack, Jack and I was dying. But anywho, that was a very fun fact, my Fun friend. fact of the day. I yeah. love it. Well, tyromancy. Guys, just tyromancy. Go, go tell Beth. Be like, hey, I know. You know what tyromancy I'm gonna is? Go, hey, hey, baby. I'm going to go get some cheese to see what that future holds for us. Mmm. <laughs> holds a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just like always, guys, feel free to leave us a review and rating over there on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get into the ears of more listeners just like you. If you're over on Spotify, leave a rating review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video. Hit that subscribe button hit that bell so whenever we have drop a new video ding you get that notification it's a little bit weird though because we technically stream our episodes and then just launch them later so the days always seem off but every thursday morning that youtube video gets dropped yes sir and if you're near the northern indiana southwest michigan area don't forget on july 22nd and 23rd your boys we're gonna be at the Engetti music festival i love it yes come hang out have conversations that will be recorded and launched on future episodes we may not have have coffee based on the uh, nature by which we will be at a campground. Yeah. But you can hang out with us. But anyways. you can hang with us. We might, yeah, we might have, I don't know, maybe some small special stuff if you, you know, record they with us. One coffee that comes like frozen, like in a cake cup, and you're like yeah. supposed to dump it in water. It's supposed to be, no. be freaking nominal. No, but, but I, what I, I was going to say is those people that come and, you know, chilling and set a record with us might have a little something, something in store for them, the first 50 people, if you're there. I love so, it. So, anything else, man? Just like always, you can learn more about us over at RealTalkRacingPodcast.com. Ask your questions there by hit the contact form and just fill that out. And we would love to answer your question on the air. That's all I got, my friends. So until next time, take it easy.